1: We're back. We're back. We're back in studio. In studio. Yes. Ah. It's it's the AltaCast here on mutinyradio.fm Radio.fm and FFF. But we're in the some call me Tim Hour because whatever. Because <laughs> because I got I got to get cat food, which was important to keep my cats alive. There, nice little creatures.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah. I think the last time we did in studio was, I want to say maybe the first week of March of 2020. So we spent about a year and four months. It's been a long
1: time. People have time. babies and, and
2: marriages by that That's point.
1: true. A lot of, there've been a lot of COVID babies. Not here. Not here. Not here. Not here. Nope. Not it. Nope. <laughs> Full swing of menopause. That's I'm still exciting. thinking about it. That's good.
2: But I better sure. Hurry up.
1: Hey, babe, I did all abortion jokes last night. Hey. It was, <laughs> yeah, I still got, I still got jokes. No, I barely. So uh, how, like.
2: <sighs> I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of like flabbergasted a little bit because yeah. like moving around like we used to, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. It's little things that you take advantage of. You know, especially being locked up in a place for about a year. Yeah. So, like, being back, this is kind of like home to me. Well, I
1: was feeling like today, I was walking around today when when I was doing my shopping. I was walking through Union Square, and art galleries are back open and things are happening and i was like wow this is this is great things are happening again but it was almost like for a whole year we were shamed for having any fun at all <laughs> like if you had any fun it was like how, how dare you be having fun during a pandemic and it's like
2: oh don't laugh
1: yeah Stop don't smiling. it's um i just i felt so guilty and even now now that things are open again i'm still like not being it's just it's weird i don't know how to feel and some places people are still wearing masks and some places they aren't and I guess it's over but then I keep thinking I mean it's I was over. I was watching the soccer game yesterday um, Italy beat um, Spain and right now it's the Denmark England game i wonder what's happening but there the, the entire stadium there was 58,000 people at the game no thank you 58,000 people and it was it looked just like it just just like the before four times and i saw a ufc fight thing and there was no distance there was everyone was just there and i was
2: like this okay we're back I'm I'm not comfortable with that many people, especially like I know some p- conspiracy theorists are gonna be like, oh no, here she goes with the fact about the new variant, the Delta variant, because I mean I've been vaccinated already, but I mean nothing is a hundred percent in my opinion, no, you know, and so with the Delta variant, I was talking to my family who live in China, oh my goodness, and I won't be able to see them for a couple years, and here's why. It's not that they're locked in, uh, in Shanghai or anything. It's the fact that there's the Olympics that are going on in Tokyo this year on top of, and here's my conspiracy theory. When it starts to tingle a little bit, the winter Olympics, which it's funny, you've not heard that advertised yet Mm. is in Beijing. Huh? And so with the fact of we still are kind of in a pandemic and now we have the new variant out, uh, more people across the world are going to be traveling from both of both those right, locations. So right. the safest thing for them is to stay like stay regional, basically, Sure. you know,
1: the Delta variant. But if you're vaxxed, can you get still get this new variant? I mean, are, are, are you only vaccinated against the 19?
2: Well, yeah. So here, I, I, I don't know 100%. But my thing is, there's no medication or vaccine that's 100%. Really, to me, mm-hmm. especially they're talking about this variant being much stronger than COVID-19. And so now, I was reading an article about the fact that now they're stressing young adults. I guess we're not in that. No. <laughs> um, I'm guessing people like more like 18, 19, 20 early 20s to please get vaccinated because the variant now there's younger adults getting the very uh, the delta variant or what have you because they're making out see
1: that's how i knew that well that's how i knew the pandemic was over uh, i was walking home a couple of friday nights ago uh, on geary street at 1 in the morning and a, a, a very young skateboarder tried to kick flip his way into my heart and he was like he was like i like i like the way you look you want to make out? And I was like, the pandemic is clearly over when 21 year olds are trying to kiss me on the street on Geary at one-thirty in the morning. I'm like, Oh, you all, you feel so safe. Although people in the CL have been asking me for shorts this entire time. And I'm like, why would you want the rest of my cigarette? Like it's, do you know there's a pandemic afoot? Did you even recognize that this is happening?
2: I am actually, I was, so I was like in Lodi, like wine country this week. Cause my weekend in fact, I'll talk about this in a moment. I met someone who's a comedian. He's a brother, and he knows you, and he loves you. What? Yes. Out He's... in Lodi? Uh, he came in from the shitty. Oh. And so his girlfriend is a friend of a friend. Oh. So huh. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, You're I noticed that... Even being in Lodi and what have you, you know, I was so confused about the mask thing that I took it just in case, but nobody in Lodi was wearing a mask or what have you. Yeah. And so it felt like, is everything normal? Should I step in the store without a mask or, you know?
1: Right, right? Well, I I always, I, I have so many masks now and I, now they're just fashion accessories. But no, I do, I wear them because I still, I don't know if I'm gonna take the bus or not. And it is required on the bus, so I always yeah. have one. Just because you know
2: i wear it on public transit like yeah. i went to the store today and have it you know had it on and i think it's also too for me i I'm a, I'm a midwesterner so i i think of other people and have manners right exactly and so i don't know if everyone's been vaccinated or you know so i'm trying to protect Not me, but others. I know I'm vaccinated, but it's just still like a proper thing.
1: It's still a proper thing. It's
2: like a no shoes, no service kind of thing. Well, but
1: it's also wearing a mask is not a terrible idea because all kinds of other sicknesses exist. It's not just COVID-19. There's colds, there's bronchitis. There's there's all kinds of things you can get like that are just about the flu, a normal like just sickness, Yeah. you know? So,
2: and I think you you we talked about this. I don't know how many times, but the fact that matter, like once fall comes and the cold season, I yeah, I still will possibly be rocking my mask. I'm gonna rock the mask.
1: I don't mind the mask.
2: I actually kind of like it
1: because it gives me more anonymity mm-hmm. when I'm yes. walking around. If I have my mask on and sunglasses, who the fuck am I, <laughs> the right? I, I'm like I'm just this <laughs> invisible person. I love it. The, the one great thing about COVID is I stopped biting my fingernails. So now I have these long, majestic oh, nails. Oh, look,
2: she got nails, I y'all. I know, oh,
1: they're real that. and they're all mine, Damn. because I stopped putting my fingers in my mouth, realizing <laughs> that that's how people get sick, like is when your fingers are constantly in your mouth.
3: hmm germs. There we
1: go, germs, and I touch everything, you know? And then I was putting my fingers in my mouth, no more, clean hands. And I wash my hands like, and I always, I mean, I've worked in the food industry, so of course I know how to wash my hands keep them impeccably clean
2: yeah i i'm like ocd i'm almost like rain man about washing my hands or keeping my hands clean or what have you just because the fact of like i don't want to get sick or i don't know what i'm going to put in my mouth exactly i'm petting
1: cats all the time i don't want to get fleas (laughs) give myself some worms so um yeah i'm actually i hate to admit this but i'm a little bit I'm so selfish. I'm a little bummed the pandemic is over. Because it really was a pandemic. <laughs> it was it was fantastic though. No, but Mutiny Radio grew in ways that were like super amazing. And the bummer is that I feel like I built this great lake because I, I was the only game in town and now I'm deluded because everything's open again. So all the open mics are back, are back and all the stuff is back in comedy and it's like, Ooh, it was a big fish because the pond was so small for a minute and now the pond is big again and now I'm back to being a little fish.
2: Well, here's what I have to say. So the person I met this weekend in Lode, his his name is Marcus. I forgot his last name. Marcus Howard? I think he's... Uh, he's he has brother
1: brother but d- different color hair. hair yes yeah, that's him. Marcus howard he's lovely yeah,
2: yeah so yeah really he because i was telling him like uh, you know do the podcast he's like oh you know so that's and he great. we were shooting the shit about comedy in san francisco and about the different comedy clubs and what have you and we talked about you know he was telling me about some of his um you know experiences like in the comedy clubs here in san francisco versus of course oakland and what have you yeah, yeah. and how there's just not that community here in sf and then there's somewhat of a community in oakland but it's uh, but he was talking about too like how some of the comedy clubs are just like i don't know like he, he did say he he disliked them they're just like I guess he said kind of off. And Mm. he said he missed the day, you know, he wishes that he would have did like open mics at Brainwash when it was there. Right. So we got into the topic about Brainwash. Yeah, I miss Brainwash so much. RIP. That was, and that was before the
1: pandemic even. It closed in December of 2018. 2018, yeah. So before all of it even, and it's still empty. It's still fallow, that space that's right there on 7th and Folsom.
2: It's just an empty just hole. It's just an empty hole. Yeah. Just an empty building. Yeah. My heart is, has a
1: hole. <laughs> Marcus Howard, he's a lovely human being. He's very funny. He runs a show in Berkeley, I believe, at a coffee place on Sundays. I think it's 7, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, comedy is, um, I did Hates Debates last night. That was really fun. Nice. I got to debate Peter Pan versus Peter Parker. I lost because of uh, pedophilia, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and because I was completely going for super sex about it, um, he was at 1904. The character, and he has an interracial, polyamorous relationship, right? Because he's got Tiger Lily, Native American. How progressive, right? Right. And then he's got Wendy at home, his his side bitch, blonde side piece, darn in his socks and doing uh, cooking for the Lost Boys. And then he's got the interspecies jealous fairy girlfriend. And then mermaids. And then he fucks mermaids. He's polyamorous. And he's 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 by gender. He's often played by a woman. Bisexual. Clearly, there's a metaphor with the pirates, butt pirates. Duh. Right? He's really good at sword play. Means he's got a huge dick. There's peg legs. Thank you. See I got good I got good laughs last night. I just didn't I just didn't win. Which was fine. Which is fine. He is. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Well, and I, I'm, I've been watching that soccer. I tell you, I love it. I love it when they. I just watch it just for when they scratch their tummies, or for when they make a terrible mistake and they put their shirt over their head, over their face, oh, God and please. I get to see their beautiful. Tu- I have a thing for perfect stomachs. It's just.
2: Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be like that hardcore six pack or anything. Just, just like the mm. soccer, uh, mm. football,
1: football. Mm. Uh,
2: their bodies, like, oh. have always been attracted to food. Not because they're
1: running, they're running, and they're perfect. It's like it's like bike messengers, <laughs> yeah.
2: They're like the United Colors of <laughs> Benetton, too. Perfect. When you see that, like, it doesn't matter what country, those, no mm. there's a lot of racism going on in the soccer leagues, absolutely. Yeah, I've actually just uh, I read something because Marcus, my uh, significant other who's from the uk so we were keeping up with the uh the england, yeah. england uh and the ukraine game over the weekend <clears throat> and i was reading a story about some of the soccer players kneeling oh. in solidarity yeah and a lot of people um uh were booing what? you know the same sh- stuff that goes on here in america kk and yeah. uh and then uh there is also like still like certain uh players get bananas thrown at them what? or what have you oh yeah oh they're really bad in italy they're notorious in italy about throwing bananas at the uh, african or black uh, players and then of course with the um, palestinians uh, a lot of uh, soccer players were out there the palestinians and had the flag up people throwing things at them because we know what happened last month with israel and the attacks in palestine but, but, but
1: that's the thing is who actually knows you ask ask any american they'll be like what happened is what there no, is real wait what, what happened
2: yeah it you know it's just a, a it's interesting well i mean i guess it's not that interesting but it you know soccer is played all around the world it's a very diverse sport with the exception of america as of recently um and now the fact of like white supremacy has hit this all-time high where a lot of us are not going to take it anymore. We use sports or entertainment or music, you know, to have our voices. And so it's nice to see across the world that the solidarity is going on, and they still have to take the shit with white supremacy.
1: I just can't wait till the aliens come and we have a common, like... (laughs) We can fight something completely different. I'm, I'm just no i'm i'm'm I'm, I'm I'm saddened and not I mean when it, so now we finally acknowledge racism in America we finally so. I think that the I think that the black lives matter movement has touched the nation in a way that says look we recognize that racism exists here now the question is when do things start changing when when does the the violence inherent in the system, so the you know police brutality and the and the targeting and the um, just a change in the infrastructure, but it's almost like it's just our entire structure.
2: Yeah, it's what we're built on, and you know it's always. <clears throat> I really hate like uh, Kamala Harris said. What is this? A couple months ago that. Uh, america is not racist but we were built on when she should have just said we were built on racism rather than america is not racist because with her family and her lineage with her mom being indian american and her brother father being jamaican american the shit that they had to go through living in berkeley at the sure. time in the 60s and 70s you know, so for her to, and her being part of the DSEG program and being bust. So the fact that she comes out and says that is kind of like a slap in the face. Where I'm like, wait a minute. Did we forget about indigenous genocide and how it was founded and yeah, stolen? Yeah, and then that yeah. whole thing of slavery and then the uh, Mexican American. You know, well, and, <laughs> you know,
1: and it would be great if she was speaking to this, but did Barack really
3: acknowledge it? Ha- I have an either? issue.
1: I mean, did he? Did he? No. He was the. He, I mean, we had a black president not too long ago, and and, and all skin
2: t- folk again, kin folk. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't dislike Barack, but I'm gonna. Go ahead and continue. I'm just. Right. I'm just wondering. Why? It, we. I almost
1: feel like we can't fault Kamala for. Not saying enough. If we had a president for four years who wasn't as a as the head of the country wasn't able to address racism in eight
2: years yeah in eight
1: years in any equitable fashion term to do all that so that's
2: the that's the problem that i have is his second term because now he's doing all these interviews and stuff talking about reparations and police brutality oh good but too late i like you know he is i like That's the thing. But can the president actually speak?
1: I guess they can. This is what the president is supposed to speak to. Right. Right? I mean, because Trump certainly spoke loudly in opposition. I mean, that he stood up and said that this was stolen and and whipped up all the people. What if if we had a time-traveling bus and we went back and had a little come-to-Jesus talk with Barack and said, Hey, what if he would have had a speech where he would have stood up and said, Police brutality needs to stop reparations need to be something we have to look at as a nation right we have to look at the the economics of what what happened how the country was built if he would have stood up what would things have changed would there be major change i think liberals would hate
2: him huh because i have a problem with a lot of liberals too um because those are the ones and martin luther king and malcolm x always told us to watch out for the neoliberals because those are the ones that would be your friend, but also vote in a different direction. Sure, but like you the pro bank. Yeah, you know, smart. or the yeah, or the like. <laughs> I voted for Obama, but don't bring those black people in my neighborhood. Right, 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 You know, right, right, and right, right, so, right. and that's the thing. And plus, corporations. That's another. You yeah. know You know.
1: But if corporations run our, so the the maybe the only ones who can have effective change are corporations so do we need like corporate structural change or do they just need to give money i don't i don't money know money out of politics well and all this new bitcoin stuff like it's not even real money but it's real and then people i, I just there's so much economically that i can't wrap my head around that shit's the, confusing the stock market's legalized gambling <laughs> All of that new currency is made up currency, but they're mining it with, I just, I can't understand it. And I know a lot of people are investing in this and there are people with money. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm such a socialist that I just can't conceptualize what I would do with money.
2: See, I, I, am more. I'm a democratic so- socialist. I don't even call myself left anymore because I don't. I don't like to call my. I, I, I'm a left-handed. I'm. I'm a democratic socialist progressive. That's what I am. Right. I used to call myself liberal until I read a little bit more into it. <laughs> yeah. And then also being disillusioned with the whole uh, Obama administration. Sure. Um, but nobody,
1: nobody ever talks about who are the. The only people who criticize Obama are like. We usually go white supremacists because so i haven't really heard any oh <clears throat> oh sorry poc saying you know maybe obama wasn't the best thing since um Slic- jesus came to town and sliced bread you know like yeah
2: there's actually so a lot of news i listened to i was like as i came in i was listening to uh, there's this guy on uh, youtube jeff Waldorf uh, waldorf nation which is a progressive uh channel <clears throat> Um, he's a white guy out of michigan but he talks about you know obama and then there's a black news channel that i uh, watch roland martin uh who is a astounding journalist and he talks about and i love the way he especially hearing it from your own kind it's nice to hear the fact of like he did He, he calls it and says he did not do enough right And, you know, and especially when he talks about the second administration, he talks about the fact of with uh, with uh, with the police brutality bills and especially after Tamir Rice, when Obama did give a beautiful speech after uh, the Tamir Rice, the 12 year old boy that was murdered in 30 seconds when he had a toy gun. Um, When he said that uh, that Tamir looked just like me when I was 12 years old, that could have been someone like me or my son. Nice speech, but there was not enough effort within the Department of Justice. And he also talks uh, about—Roland Martin talked about why these Democrats did not put any more seats into the Supreme Court. Oh, no. That's where we're at right now.
1: And that's a problem because the the new lady—and it's nice that there's another lady, but she's— She is a cunt. She was on Scalia's—she was one of Scalia's um, intern people. She worked with Scalia hand-in-hand. And so of course she's not of course she's going to try to overturn Roe v. Wade. And the the concept that we're even that getting back inside women that we're going to we're going to take away the rights the human rights of of women in the United States if we overturn Roe v. Wade. And I mean, even now, I don't. It's like I ain't got a dog in the fight, except that I'm a woman, and it could have. I mean, I'm lucky that in my entire 46 years on the planet, it was legal to make choices for family planning that could, you know, because it's your life. It's your body. It's your body. But it's. But nobody can live your life but you. And and it's so funny. And I was thinking this today when I was super high and walking down the street, like, this is my life. And I love it. And I'm glad I'm living it this way. And the only reason I've been thinking a lot about life is I had two friends die this week. um, Oh,
2: I'm so sorry. Of
1: overdoses. Uh. And uh, so everybody be careful. If you're doing any powders, any part, I mean, it was 4th of July, man. People party too hard. If you... Was it with Yayo and... It was with all of the... And that's the thing is, who knows if there was fentanyl in it. Um, But this weekend, two people I know under 35 died of drug overdoses. And it's like it could have been bad cocaine it could have been laced with fentanyl they might be related they might not i'm just so if everybody you know how san francisco works if you choose to do powders which i'm not going to i'm not going to yuck your yum it's not my yum but if it's yours do your thing but just be safe and there are test strips out there you can at least like if you get a test strip you can at least test for fentanyl because that's the that's stuff the that's going to kill you, if you and i cannot imagine why anyone would cut cocaine with fentanyl it
2: doesn't that's make sense evil. it's yeah it makes no sense it's though. evil and plus as a drug dealer you're killing your you're killing your economics yeah you're, you're killing, killing the people, people yeah. you supply to so okay. who was going to like who could you can't sell to a dead person right but i don't even know if
1: it was like it could have just been too much ketamine it could have been anything could have been a heart attack brought on by um, excessive drug use I mean I knew I know these people did that stuff and it's so it's just it's hard because it's like I think about and it it brought back up thinking about frosty nugs and and he died of appendicitis but it made me think at any moment Mm -hmm. I could be dead like at any moment something could happen you know, hey, I was hit by a car, but not I didn't get hurt, yay. But I could get hit by a bus. I could get hit by a train. All these, just at any moment. I worry about mass shooters now right? a lot. No, exactly. <laughs> and I could be at a comedy show and somebody might hate me and, and shoot. I mean, any there could be any number of free ways. And I could just, I don't know, have a heart attack. My kidneys could. Who knows? There's a billion things that can happen.
2: But things that could be avoided. I mean, like, you know, I I mean, I talk about how much I like cocaine and I haven't did it in a long time. But again, I do think about that story that you told me about your friend uh, that passed. Was it last year, two years ago, uh, that she was like in the bathroom and she partied and sheep died or something I remember,
1: I, i'm thinking about the three ki- the three kids on hate street that all died at the same time because they thought they were doing meth and there was fentanyl in it oh
2: jeez. Uh, yeah
1: yeah well it's i mean it's it's just a shame when people die and they're so young and it's drugs and i don't want to be like drugs are bad kids and dare to stay off drugs but it's, just be careful it's,
2: it's like someone's out to kill people who are doing drugs <laughs> maybe, seriously like maybe conspiracy hat conspiracy theory
1: yeah part two but i mean i was just thinking like about well then there's covid there's all these ways you can die and i definitely don't want to die but i also want to live every day as if if i die tomorrow do i feel cool about it and like yeah man i live and i was thinking like am i bummed that i never had kids or but no, because I've spent so much meaningful time with so many children as both a teacher and a nanny and like interacting with them and feeling like, you know, I, I mean, I feel fulfilled in that way. I don't feel like I really missed out on anything by not by not being a breeder. Um, Because I still I enjoy every every day of my life feels like vacation, you know, and it. And my biggest decision is like, do I want to drink for free tonight or do I not? I mean, it's like, because <laughs> tonight at my show, like I can drink and, and I'm an adult. It's just like, I'm in a candy store and I can actually buy the candy, which is weird. And it's, I still feel like I'm a kid and I shouldn't be able to have access to all this fun.
2: Yeah, it's like, do I get to go to Greece sometime next year right. or, you know, or should I just stay and go, you know? Go to portland you know right, these exactly. options yeah. do i have to choose private school or public school yeah exactly
1: <laughs> well and i just can't imagine have i mean it's hard enough to be responsible for my cats mm-hmm. Th- that i was like oh i i ran out of cat food i need to get that and i was like oh i can get it later today but i thought no i need to have this when i come home so to be able to go out and get the, i was like look at me providing for my cats and it's just stupid kibble i can't imagine having children and having to wake them up and feed them and brush their teeth and clothe them. And my life would suck so much right now (laughs) if I wouldn't have had, uh, I guess it was seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. So I would have a six-year-old or a seven-year-old right now if I wouldn't have had that abortion. And I do not lament that decision for one second. I cannot imagine the person who would be the baby daddy, I don't think that he would have been stoked about it either um our whole lives would just you have to become so responsible and if you there's so much pressure because and you know what else there's i don't necessarily like the feeling of ownership over another person that sort of icks me out like the concept of a mother making their child and feeling like i made this i own you that feeling of ownership like it makes me feel a little bit icky, like, because I don't even f- feel like I want to own my partner. Like, I don't have a partner right now. I'm, I've been very single all through COVID. And nobody's after me. Hey, out there, uh, is anybody after me?
2: The 21-year-old wanted to make out Well, it. the 21-year-old <laughs> wanted to make out with
1: me. On th- he looked like a child. He was too young, do you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: He, was I was born like, showed, two, me, he showed
1: me his ID though. He was born in 2000, probably. Oh my God, he was born in 2000. <laughs> oh, that's when I graduated. That's just so young. <laughs> He's like, but I like the way you look. I'm mean, like, that's all you have to say now these days to hit on women. I guess so. I guess that's how you get old ladies like me. Uh, but it's but also the metaphorically, I've been in a candy store, but I I have no money here. My currency doesn't work because every every day I'm here with the open mics. I could show you all the lists. They're all just young guys. Like, there's like two or three girls, maybe, every once in a while. But it's all dudes all the time. And they're all so young, and they're expressing themselves, and some of them are so cute. And just, it's water, 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 not a drop to drink. I've got no money in the candy store. And I'm like, but I made my life this way. (laughs) So, okay. Try not to be too creepy, Pam. I hit on a, I hit on a, um... A comedian on the 4th of July and he's a new comic. He's real cute. And um, I just threw my hand down. I even said, I said, you're really pretty. I'm throwing my hand down and I'm interested. And he wrote me back and he was like, oh,
2: I just want to be friends.
1: And I was like, so I wrote back, I was like, yeah. When I drink, I I get aggressive verbally. That's not,
2: not I don't think that's aggressive. That's straight to the point, no bullshit. Yeah. I don't think that's aggressive at all. And you know, if it was the opposite way, Because there's been myths, because women can take rejection much better than men, because I've been reading these horrible stories about men getting rejected by women, and then either they're, like, scratch, like, like, assaulting them or shooting them to death. Wow. So. Oh, no. I I
1: just, I just said, hey, I won't ever hit on you again. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, like, and I really won't. That's all they have to do is communicate with me that they're not interested. And I can take no for an answer. It's fine.
2: don't don't lead a person on either be like oh okay so maybe we could go out sometime and blah blah Mm, blah without saying saying no well and i mean
1: i was i was hoping i like i like the i mean i know what i like i know what i'm and that's the bummer too now is i know what i'm attracted to and unfortunately i don't think that's attractive that they're not that what i find attractive isn't attracted to me and what is attracted to me i don't even know like it's the only people are like once when i walk through the tenderloin i get a lot of attention (laughs) and i'm like i know that i'm but these are not this is not what i'm going for and it's nice to hear it's nice or whatever
2: but you have to realize some of these boys because some of them aren't men yet uh don't even know who they are and what they want right I now. Know, but they're so pretty. I, I you them. They're, you know, they're, they're so good to sit pretty. on. You know, it's good to take I, a ride on the merry-go-round. I want, and I can I'm like, this you is this is will. my lap But
1: this is my last opportunity. Yes. You know, I'm single. I'm 46. I've got like two, 46. 46. I've got like two years left till I'm till things start really falling apart. That's false. Things, but things look pretty good right now. They're, like I don't mind the way I look naked. I think I look pretty okay. She's not falling apart, ladies. And gentlemen. I'm not. Thank you. But it's, but I know that, you know,
2: I'm attracted to people that are like 25 to 30. So like that's what I find attractive. That's okay. I don't. As, as long as you know what comes with that territory. Yeah, I know. But, but that, to me, that is, that is a consensual adult age. So yeah, I, <laughs> I just
1: like young I guys. mean, it's they're not hot. like you're
2: some 47-year-old that is looking for 18, 17-year-olds. No, gross. You, exactly. Those are children, ladies. Right. Well, 17's a child. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Still
1: 18. They're still, they look so, they're telling you, that 21-year-old, I, I mean, I know where my limit is. and 21 is is too I mean too low I think I can't I can never go below 24 see I'm I'm, and I think 25 and as I keep getting older I have to like next year it's got to be 26 I I I don't think that I can keep trying for 25 year olds when I'm 47 I think that's just 22 years is just too much
2: 22 years isn't is (laughs) is too bad I because Marcus and I are 18 years apart yeah but um but I, I do like the fact that you're, you you know, you're stopping, you're starting at an age where they start to establish some kind of own thought, because... Oh, I'm only, and I'm only
1: attracted to, like, smart people, too. It isn't like, that's why I sort of only go with, try to go for, which is a mistake, you don't try to go for comics. But uh, I, I go for comics because that's what I'm attracted to, is really intelligent, witty people that... Are self-assured enough to stand up on stage and tell people about it. Like I find that at- really attractive. Like I'm a chuckle fucker that became a chuckler.
2: <laughs> like, a chuckle fucker? That's what
1: they call people that like to fuck comedians. Where they're like, I've it doesn't matter. That. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they look like. They like them because they're funny. You know? <laughs> chuckle, fucker. chuckle fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a thing. Oh man. I. Uh... <laughs> why comedians can be ugly and still still get (laughs) because people love sense of humor it's sexy well I'm I'm telling you I'm trying I get up on stage and I tell I literally tell people I'm only doing this because I'm single like I want to I please ask me out like buy me a drink
2: yeah please say I'm pretty please yeah please afford to buy Pam a drink at dinner don't be a bum I mean, dinner. No, no we're one's not, me dinner. No one I don't think food. she's even asking for much. Like you don't have to be a lawyer or a fucking doctor not at, at least oh. have like, have some kind of stability.
1: I mean, even if you're on food stamps, I don't give a fuck. As long as you like, I mean, I'll take you out to dinner on food
2: stamps. Fuck that. He takes you out. I'm old school court me and then I'll suck your. Deal. No one's ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it makes sense. Full court
1: press, baby. um I've never really been courted, though. I—that's I, I, never really happened. I've never had a guy that's like been like Aww, yeah, ever since I was in high school. Ever since I was a child, it's always been—I've always been the aggressor because because I'm an aggressive person, and that I think that turns men off. Uh, yeah, as I as the Crimea River song, and it's funny because we're trying to light this bowl with these. Terrible matches that are being the worst <laughs> matches gonna, ever of matches. I was
2: thinking about running to the store. Oh, I did you it. it. You got it. Because oh we're running God. out of matches. We're we're starting fires here, podcast world. We're starting fires. Um, but yeah. I mean, the thing is, I feel as you know, men, men have done this for ages, and so the fact of the matter is, like been now, been the aggressors the aggressors and the ones who like younger women and all this stuff i mean you have so many beautiful i i honestly don't find a lot of women uh in their 20s or even early 30s uh, as attractive as to like someone who is a little bit more mature and wise you know like think about it some of the people that we grew up to um glorious gorgeous right that woman's 80 years old and still looks great Please don't die. Uh yeah, Tina Turner still looks Jesus. fucking oh, yeah. amazing. Absolutely. 80 Demi, years old. Demi Moore. Uh Demi Moore, she Dolly needs Barty. a lot of mental yeah. issues. she has mental issues but she's still gorgeous. Halle Goldie Berry. Haan. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Halle Janet fucking Jackson's 55 years old. Jesus. <coughs> I mean, Madonna. Madonna, please stop getting all the work done. You just, just You just would let it be great. You would yeah. be great. I mean, the, and plus there's nothing wrong with getting work done as you get older. I'm Helen not Mirren. I'm not Helen Mirren's, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. super hot, yeah. Yeah. I really, Gloria, St- I actually just watched an interview with Gloria Steinem, and I, I thought she was still in her 70s, but she's like 80, 81 years old, she's, and I'm just like, you get it. Yeah,
1: she's amazing. She's amazing. Well, and so I recently reread this um, feminist manifesto from Mina Loy, and I believe it's from 1914. And it was really interesting because even in 1914, she talks about how women they trade their virginity for someone to take care of them and marriage it, and, and this is 1914 and i think it still exists that there's this purity that women hold on to and they trade that for marriage and security and if they don't and then a rich, then they have to bear children and and that's like the deal because it's all about their worth is in their reproductive system and that's what they're selling basically in a sense to a man but if they don't put this high price on their virginity, on their hymen. Then they're a whore and they can never get, then they, they don't, because they, there wasn't access to jobs then. There was, it was very different. So you are either the mother, you were either the virgin who became the mother or you were a whore and that was it, that was it. So she actually, in her feminist manifesto, asks that we surgically remove girls' hymens at puberty that if we take away this precious thing that so everybody knows that she has that she has been chased that somehow that somehow a woman's price is in her untouched sexuality if you can remove that then you get you give women power again and that that's what we have to dismantle and i i it, it's an interesting manifesto. Now you went with the surgical removal of the hymen. I mean, I guess it's a little fascist.
2: Yeah, because I think of uh, female genitalia mutilation. Sure, that's what I think of. Right,
1: except that it isn't really the, the clitoral thing, but just removing, surgically removing the hymen. At so puberty. It's already broken. Right, so that the, so that you don't have that thing where you can tell that whether they are pure and chaste or not or whatever. Just remove that whole concept. And I agree with that because there's still, I still have like issues surrounding, like I kinda, I kinda wanna, like I'm 46 and I'm, this is it, and I kinda wanna be slutty. But I don't know how to.
2: I'll teach you. I
1: don't know, because I don't, because the people that I want to have sex with, I don't know how to broach that and I don't know how to be like, Hey, don't worry. I'm not going to get emotionally attached. I just am interested in friends and benefits. I mean, yeah, I get, but the thing is all my friends that I'm attracted to have all been like, "Nope, not interested." Because I they just I don't they don't they don't see me like that. But I'm like, "How do I make my I started I mean I have makeup in my bag I guess I can put that on I've been wearing cuter outfits like I'm trying to like present my and I talk about being single all the time I talk about being lonely and masturbating all the time so
2: I'm like how do I I think honestly it's I think the men here in this shitty are weird as fuck and the reason why I say that because I've seen some of the most prettiest women get shut down or stood up by some goofy dude, you know, because there is a short, you know, there's more men approximately more men than women. I believe here. Is that huh. correct? Or is it more? No, it's the opposite. More women than men. I can't. Huh. Remember. I don't know. It's I forgot. Uh, but I just, I just, and just seeing the stories of like, even my other friends, who are single and trying to date? I'm trying. Just I mean, I'm not trying. on any platforms. I'm not on Tinder. I don't
1: want to do that. That's gross.
2: No, this is just even meeting people like at the park or like you know, like just good old fashioned fun. Yeah, meeting but, at the store. Yeah, and I, it just seems like men here are a little bit more scared, or are they? Are they I, gay? It's, I don't is know. it
1: me? Well, and I'm, the people I'm attracted to are not like traditional people. Like. I mean, I got a huge hard-on for bike messengers. Like, any bike messenger, I'm just like, holy fuck, you are perfect. Like, I love it if they're missing teeth and they have scars, <laughs> they've been hit by a car. Like, all that shit. I'm in. I'm into that. Like, weird skateboarders. Like, But, like, old, even, like, a guy in his 40s that skateboards, I find that very, very, That's very
2: hot. hot. I'm like, oh, oh. I don't care if they've got jobs. I don't care. Oh, you gotta have a job. You can't be no broke fool. I'm sorry. I'm fine with that. I, and it's the thing is, you can just even have a job at Safeway and stocking. Just have your. Trader sc- Joe's is
1: cooler than Safeway, though. Well, but Trader um, Joe's Yeah, is Trader guy.
2: something like have some. Not, I mean, that's not too oh my God, much I to would, ask for.
1: I would fuck the cheese guy from Whole Foods.
2: <laughs> he knows a lot about cheese.
1: Yeah. The, um, the, that Gus is there, all women behind the cheese counter. So I don't have any. The one down have, here? Have, yeah, I don't have a dog in that fight, but, um, the, and they're opening up a new Whole Foods right by my house too. Oh, I I'm, I always Shit. check out the cheese guy because I'm like, oh, I like your job. The, I'll get to like you, baby. I got enough enthusiasm for the both of us.
2: There's sometimes uh, in the whole play check. There's like the beer guy
1: too. Mm.
2: And then I noticed like uh, some of, some of the men in the meat department. I was just like, look at you. Mm. I mean, I hate the white coat, but you probably look good under it. Yeah. See, I'm being I'm being a pervert. Oh, I'm such a pervert these days. I'm,
1: I'm. This is the menopause thing. I'm checking out like every guy. I think I have like one egg left. I haven't had a period in like eleven months, so I think I have like one egg left. We'll see. And then, but my entire everything in my body is screaming like men, 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 because it's like this is it, girl. This is the last chance for. But it doesn't. My body doesn't know I have an IUD. Maybe I fooled it. I'm like <laughs> dummy. Nothing's going. Nothing's going in down. Nothing's taking up residence inside my tiny apartment in my <laughs> it's uterus. It's your
2: last chance, though. You haven't hit 50 yet. That's when the real fun begins, but from it's, what I've heard. Well, but it's the
1: I'm telling you, it's the hormones that are coursing through my body that are making me, like, fuck everything. <laughs> and not in, like, the fuck everything way, but, like, in the I'm, like, ready to have throw down for some crazy orgy shit. But then it's, like, COVID happened, and it's all scary. And, like, ugh, I don't know and i nobody's it's been so long since anyone's like leaned in to try to kiss me in a romantic way for the first i love all of that shit too that's the best thing i would think about dating is that you get a bunch of first kisses where people like where you're like ooh people are interested in this person's interested in me and i can tell yeah. let's do this i mean that hasn't happened to me in a really long time
2: yeah it it just i don't know i mm, I think, it, I think people are a little bit more scared, especially like with hooking up with people. It what it From looks COVID, that way. Right? Yeah. You know, because you know, they don't know, even if they're vaccinated, like maybe that, you know, I don't know if they're with someone that hasn't been vaccinated. It's common. Right? It's almost like the HIV scare I was just gonna say, of what's the eighties and nineties.
1: What's scarier though? Do you think? What was scarier HIV, HIV. or COVID? <laughs> AIDS. AIDS, AIDS is scarier.
2: I think it, and it's still out there. Yeah, but the thing
1: is, AIDS isn't scarier because we didn't shut down the entire fucking world for AIDS. Because it was AIDS, just for
3: gays.
1: Right? But isn't that crazy? It was another virus that was, in, well, it was sexually contagious, which is incredibly contagious. I mean, I didn't know you could get it through blowjobs until I was 25. Thanks, internet. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, but I think... That COVID, we took. I'm flabbergasted that we didn't take AIDS as ser- HIV as seriously as we took COVID. If if we could have, how many lives could have been saved if in 1984 Reagan would have recognized like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. We can stop this right now, and everybody would have. What? Why didn't we shut? I mean. Oh.
2: I could tell you why. Reagan, didn't, well, he never took it seriously. But let's not forget, it was until 1985 when his homeboy, Rock Hudson, oh. who was a undercover homosexual, yeah, yeah. Uh, they died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think, in 85 or 86 was the first time Reagan said the word. Right. Because uh, it, I believe uh, they didn't name it AIDS uh, until 81 or 82. Wow. And so I've... I'm glad you mentioned this because I've been looking at some of the old um, news clips of the 80s about in San Francisco like was it yeah. Channel 7 and they were talking there was one uh, uh, news report talking about the bathhouses that were closing in this is like in 1983 oh 84. wow that's right guys just used to indiscriminately fuck each other in yeah. places and so Fun. you had Diane Feinstein who she's a terrible person uh, who I believe was mayor at the time, and they were interviewing her about the shutdown of the bathhouses and what have you. So it was really a trip watching that. And this is when I, I was watching this like during the time of COVID because I like to torture myself. Uh, so yeah, I was thinking yeah. about things being shut down and then looking at this old newscast of sure. like bathhouses being shut down and how it's because starts-
1: you, I mean, oh, it's just if you pay for an orgy, it's kind of. I mean, there you go. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think, I think there's some places now that are open that are bathhouses, but they don't call it that anymore. Probably. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know. It sounds like fun, but you'd want to. I mean, if you're having sex with people that you don't know, I really feel like it's probably best to use condom, because you don't yeah. want to get gonorrhea or chlamydia. I mean, oh, unless, please. unless like. It's a, unless it's a party at a doctor's house and they already have the shots lined up for you. And you're just like indiscriminately fuck. And then at the end, everybody that's, gets the gonorrhea that's shot. That's such a great idea. Right? Have a party at a doctor's house and everybody's like, okay, none have of a- us are gonna wear condoms. It's all gonna be real fun, but there's plan B and there's the gonorrhea shots at the door.
2: There's a, there is this a uh, tally of uh, uh, people like, would you uh, raw dog on the first date Unfortunately, I am guilty of this, but there is a more majority of women that said, yes, men and women, and kind of scared me a little bit and kind of made me reflect back to the stupid, crazy, irresponsible shit of doing that. Not all, I was never like that all the time, but there have been some times like that I did that on the first day, and the things, me not respecting myself and my body and putting myself in that kind of danger with not knowing this person and not seeing them again, you know, is a very scary thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, because I don't know if this person has HIV. I don't know if this person has herpes or gonorrhea. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Oh, because I'm drunk and I I see dick. Yeah. Yeah. You ever sucked a dick just because
1: it's there? No, that's (laughs) one of Brady Pearson's new jokes. It's very funny. (laughs) Brady Pearson's new jokes are are funny about that. He's like, oh, the COVID's over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I'm like laughs> or was that Peter Struckmeyer's joke? I'm sorry. I don't know which one of you, but both of you are hilarious, and I love it when you do dick jokes in front of the guys. Um, they're very funny comedians, both Brady Pearson and uh, Peter Struckmeyer. Is Peter on the – no, Peter's not on the show tonight. Who's on the show tonight? Matt Gubser. He's really funny. Uh, my buddy Pam Quinlan is, up, is down from Portland, and she is hilarious. She has these penises that she dresses up. She has these dildos that she made, like – barbie doll outfits for and she does puppet shows with the penis penis puppetry
2: oh cool they're
1: all she's fucking hysterical she's hysterical puppetry yeah she's got all these dicks and the best part is that she flew down with them so she had to bring them on carry on and i hope i hope tsa i was like you need to tiktok it you need to have someone there to tiktok them opening up all of your dildos and dresses it's too perfect. I don't know if she did or not. We'll find out tonight.
2: I'm just imagining on TSA, you know, when, on the monitors they show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and all those. you see is these phalluses. Yeah. Going she's got them. a yeah. She's
1: got a bag of dicks.
2: <laughs> like, excuse me, ma'am. Is. Can you tell us what these are?
1: Those are ba- That's a, Those are penis puppets. Uh, Phil Rizdon, who I don't know, he's from LA. He's going to be here. There's more people. Uh, uh, Jack Ferguson, which is funny because my phone changed his name to Hack. Uh, Fragile (laughs) hack fragile instead of Jack Ferguson hack hack fragile I thought that was funny it's just the letters are close to each other and my phone is stupid
2: wait did you get a new phone
1: no it's the same I've still it's still a tiny computer in my pocket
2: um and
1: who else is on the show there's more women I can't remember it doesn't matter I'm high
3: (laughs) it's gonna be a good show yeah oh
2: no Narek Narek Barbaric the barbaric yeah that's a nice date. yeah i need to come out of my shell and come see these shows i'm slowly slowly coming out
1: yeah <laughs> literally exactly hey i'm hype
2: man i'm ready to come out i should start trying to date women i mean that might work out I, who knows we shall see though a lot of the lesbians live on the east bay because they can't afford to live over here now ah <laughs> man i don't know
1: I, I'm definitely not going to I'm not going to everyone keeps saying that I should get a dating profile but I just don't think that's a good idea I think that that's a bad idea
2: why do you say that?
1: Um, because I'd rather get rejected in person no I don't know um, I just I just don't see it making sense that I fill out some form and there's some algorithm that says this is a person that you'll be interested in yeah, and, I, and the people that I would be interested in wouldn't really be on a, to have a dating app, I think.
2: You could, I mean, you know what? As I, I once was one of those people, you know, that I'm like, I'm not going to go on a dating app because, you know, I'm old fashioned. You know, I go out anyway. Why can't I meet someone? But when POF came out, Plenty of fish, oh. uh, which was free, because I refuse. I I refuse. I refuse to spend money. Do you have to pay it. for Tinder? I don't know. I think it's free. I don't know. Huh. Bumble is a good one, from what I heard. That one, I think you have to pay, but I've heard some success from that. Because and the
1: women, women have power in that one, or something. Yeah, and they Bumble, it's breath.
2: not like Tinder where it's like swipe left, swipe. I mean, you swipe, but you women take charge. of that one um so but i was also anti like social media dating and like i'm like i mean luckily i met my guy through like you know where i worked but i was reprehensive because i'm like what am I what kind of story am I going to tell? Oh, I met him on this app. Right. You know, or yeah. that's that I've had some dates on these apps and the awkward some have been great and then some have the uh, meetings have been awkward as fuck. Huh. Where it's just yeah, like I would
1: find that very you? awkward.
2: Yeah, like are you or you know, just uh, it's just kind of weird, you know, but Well, I
1: I'm out like every night of the week. I perform actually every night of the week this week and twice on, on Saturday. I'm double booked. I'm in front of people. If people were interested in me, they could come up and talk to me.
3: Yeah.
1: But maybe, I don't know, maybe my act puts them off. Or maybe people aren't chuckle fuckers. I don't know.
2: I think a lot of men uh, are intimidated by smart women and independent women and women who are funny as well because, an outspoken, because it's intimidating for them. For some men, it seems that way. I know when I was, like, doing a lot of, more comedy, like, I wasn't dating that much because then someone, one of my friends actually told me, he said, Toya, it's because you're intimidating. I'm like, huh. wait, what? How am I intimidating? He's like, you've got a lot of things going for yourself, and the fact that matters your personality. Some people just can't ha- handle that. And I'm like, well, I, I guess I won't be able to handle them. Right, exactly. So why would I change myself to... But that could also be the fact that you're intimidating to some... And I don't know why. I mean, you're, pers- you, you're personable. If someone says hi to you, you'll say hi and have a conversation. Yeah. So it's... I don't know how... People are fucking weird.
1: I know. I'm just going to keep putting out the vibe of, like, I'm available. Right. And, it, you know, it'll either something will happen or it won't. And but it, also the problem is I'm st- I'm still hung up, on, hung up on the kid. Like I can't, I, ca- I can't, I just can't, I can't get over it. I can't, I've tried, I've tried so hard.
2: It's, it's hard and so- it, it's, <laughs> And it's, it's, nothing's it's, ever happened. Yeah.
1: It's all fantasy, it's all in my head. It's, I've made all of it up. <gasps> this is the other thing that's crazy. I learned, so I thought, I've always thought that I was a witch and that I had magical powers and now i learned that it's actually just um it's called um generated uh volition generated paleo erection and it's that's a big word it's the ability paleo erection is goosebumps so goosebumps are usually oh. caused in everyone else in the world almost in it's a very very rare that what that i have this but it's um It's a fight or flight response and it's automatic. You can't, nope, you can't trigger, you can't trigger it for happening. But I'm one of the people, I can trigger it. I can trigger my own goosebumps. So all this time as a child, I thought that God was speaking to me because I'd read the Bible and I'd get, I'd sort of affect myself in a way and feel emotional and I'd get goosebumps. And I'd be like, wow, God is speaking to me. Um, And then when I didn't believe in God, I was like, oh, it's the universe and it's all of these other confluence of events and you know proximity equals fate and all of this you know that there is nothing is random that everything is connected and and I have and I and you know and I'd have the feelings I'd get the goosebumpy things and then someone would text me I'd be thinking about a person and then they text me and'd be like oh my god I have magical powers this is super cool well come to find out from reading these studies that it's GVF um, or VGF volition generated um, or GVP, paleo erection. I can give myself goosebumps. So it's 0. .0007% of the population can do it.
2: You can give yourself
1: goosebumps. I can give myself goosebumps. Like I can, like I'm going to do it right now.
2: Okay, oh, 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 oh,
1: I can, oh, I do this little oh, thing where oh, I, oh, and oh, then I kind of, they're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a feeling, it comes over my whole body, and then I get this like really intense, and so, So this guy is doing a study on it, this doctor, because no one's ever studied it before, and that they happen to be incredibly sensitive people. Now, here's the craziest thing, is that as I'm thinking all this walking down the street last week, and I'm like, so God isn't real, and I've just been giving myself goosebumps, this is so dumb, and I thought, well, maybe all of this sensitivity is maybe the reason that I'm allergic to bees, and maybe... It's so funny that, that oh, something I didn't know that? Oh yeah, I'm allergic to bees. Oh. So I was thinking maybe I've got this emotional sensitivity and, and maybe just I have this all around sensitivity and maybe that's why I'm so allergic to, to bees. And I'm like, ah, uh, this but, but I'm giving myself goosebumps, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, walking across the street, a bee comes up and walks with me. Bzz, and I got the goosebump things, and I'm like, okay, so now God exists.
3: God, God is a bee. It's
1: God to be so God is, a bee, God is walking next to me. It all, it's all real. I, I believe in that. I'm like, okay, get my wand out. I believe in it. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what I believe anymore, but I know that I can give myself goosebumps. But I was like, maybe. <sighs> anyway,
2: I, I can't get myself goosebumps. I'm just always cold-blooded.
1: I, I just get these overwhelming, f- hard, fe- and, I, and I like to feel things. And sometimes I'm having these feelings in there, like really feeling them. And I wonder if other people feel feelings like that. It's it's really intense. And so, because I have these self-generated feelings and I live in such a rich fantasy world, sometimes it's hard to recognize when a person is real or not, if that makes sense. And I, and I know that the person I have in my head of who I think the person that I can't get over for no reason, because nothing ever started, All of that is self-generated and it's a fantasy that it has nothing to do with him. Like he's not even, he isn't that person at all, I'm sure of it, there's no way, there's no way that the person that's in my head that I see him as is actually who he is because of the stage time that the idea of him exists in my mind okay I'm a crazy person did we miss this did we miss the memo I don't think that's crazy
2: (laughs) I mean we can talk about premonitions and deja vus that I have constantly so I mean I don't get goosebumps like you do but I I kind of like I always have deja vus and I always have something that I thought happened but didn't happen or premonitions of like uh oh this is going to happen let me stop this
1: but like Jesus lived in my head for a long time and the concept of him is self-created in my mind as a fantasy but that other people believed in so i believed in it too mm-hmm. and so that's a del- he's a del- i mean why are some delusions appreciated by everyone and some delusions aren't. No, I mean, I guess it's when your delusions don't jive. I don't. I don't know. It's it's a delusional concept, believing in a god in our head that speaks to us. And and then I'm like, well, is there what? Uh, And then my f- people dying, and it's like, and they're when they're dead, they're dead, they're gone, they're not here. It's so weird. It's so weird when someone you see them, and then they're gone. And they're gone. And they're dead. And you're like, what does that mean? And then. They still exist in my head, but they're not there. I'm so
2: confused. But those like goosebumps or what have you. I mean, speaking on if we're talking about that, those could be like spirits and people, or you know, spirits. Uh, yeah, I'd love to believe that. That's another fun delusion.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I mean, I believe that my 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 the ghost of my grandmother lives in this clock on my and in the lights in my bathroom. And then there's people that like legitimately believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts. I mean, I've seen ghosts, but then I also know that I have such a vivid imagination. My dreams have been so vivid lately that I am confused as to whether they are real or or not. They're so vivid and I'm like, it's a whole nother world that I'm indulging in. And it's people that I'm thinking about in this world. So I continue, like, I feel like I don't know anybody because everybody I see is a delusion that I've constructed in my mind of who I think they are.
2: this include, include
1: like relatives as well? Oh, I don't talk. What <laughs> relatives? Who are they? <laughs> Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? I thought you, no brother? Well, I mean, I'm not, oh, it's not since no, we don't we haven't communicated really since since covid um since before and i still haven't um i mean i talked to my dad on the phone but not too like months ago i didn't even call him on father's day i'm such a jerk <laughs> i'm just i'm just a jerk no but if they wanted to know what was going on in my life there's ample opportunity for them to ask as well and they're not building that bridge so And I'm so busy, I just don't have time to build bridges to only feel disappointed by the people closest to me or that are supposedly supposed to be the closest to me. So I'm like, eh, whatever. That was another thing I realized this week is I've been, some people have taken me to task and they've been like, gosh, you know, you just, you're so hard on yourself and you just need to believe in yourself and whatever you think is, what you think is important, like you you are important, you do, you're, you're doing well, your things are good. And you have to tell yourself that and you have to take You have to be able to pat yourself on the back and be, like, happy for yourself. But the reason that it's hard for me to be proud of myself is that that's not a model that's existed in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. because the people that are supposed to be proud of you for who you are aren't. They don't. I know my family does not like me. They don't like who I am as a person. And that sucks.
2: But... It's supposed to be about unconditional love. I
1: mean, but what is unconditional love? They don't like me. I get it. There's people I don't like, too. Like, I mean, there's people. People spend time around the people they want to spend time around. That's the end-all be-all of life. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) That's how how it works, folks. So I try to create lots of opportunities to have people around. Like, yeah, you know, I did the 4th of July and I do stuff at the station and all of that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's nice to be invited to a party. And it's hard when your family has a party and doesn't invite you or whatever or all that kind of stuff. Like, and it's fine. It's it's fine. That they, they can all always go on vacation. It's fine. I, I can't believe my, my nieces are actually, one of them is going off to college, which is crazy. Do they reach out? no 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 no. no. it's fine no i'm the you know i'm i'm i mean obviously i'm nuts i'm talking about jesus living in my head and and believing in ghosts and i
2: got a wand in my backpack and i
1: you know you're not an
2: evangelical so no you're not nuts no (laughs) (laughs)
1: like i mean last night i was i was like oh why was my bill so expensive and it's because i i only had three beers but i spilled two beers i spilled two beers. I spilled Luke Moore's beer and then I spilled my own beer my own full beer all over my. Brain. I was like damn it that's alcohol abuse man. I know it was and I was so I, I was chill. like sloppy drunk but I wasn't but I guess I was this
2: is, this but is, is how I, I know to you do that this is how I know you don't you're not much of a drinker anymore I know I have three <laughs>
1: IPA's and I'm spilling things all over the place I'm like blah, blah.
2: <laughs> I
1: was like Godzilla on all my beers fuck this city <laughs> no i wasn't i was having a good time i was having a really good time last night hanging out with a couple i'm like oh my god wouldn't it be fun to have a threesome with a couple that would talk no i mean i i could be the unicorn that
2: can happen now that is something that is very commonplace here in the bay area for sure yeah that can and it's actually i see it mostly around people like over the age of 30 or 35 who are art who are a couple or what have you, you know? Yeah. And so like even Marcus and I have been propositioned. <laughs> nice. <couple> nice. <laughs> um, no one ever not asks. good, it, it, not good looking couples though. I always find it weird. And yeah, I'm vain. I'm an asshole. I'm so vain. I can't listen. I can't just sleep with any willy nilly. Okay. And so, you know, you have to have, I have to have some kind of attraction to you. So, when him and Hi. I have had that. Hi. Jonathan. Whoa. What are you doing
1: here? Who Did they win? We have Denmark? a blast win? from the past. Denmark didn't win. They lost. Oh. I know that so, guy. Um, so uh, you heard it here. Uh, there's going to be a soccer game. It's Italy versus England.
2: All right. Go and, England. And
1: actually, I'd like England Oi, to beat Oi. Italy. I think they will. I think that England will definitely be. I'm going for
2: England. I have family. Italy lost? That's
1: right. I watched it yesterday. Spain won. Spain. I thought that okay. Italy. I'm so confused. I I'm kind of Italy won. Italy won. How about we Google this and I'll no. Find I know out Italy
2: won yesterday. I know they did. Let's see. So we're going to find my memory out who is
1: won. spotty at best. It's because I can't stop eating. That I I finished all here. the I finished all the pie. And Italy so did, versus and so Spain. Rachel. Are you going to go? Yeah, you're going to go deal with the dogs and cats yeah i'll I'll be here um this is sorry, we're lifting the veil here on some coming to all kinds I was were, talking
2: about Jesus too. they were third tied,
1: no, but they went into penalties okay, yeah, they went uh, to shoot out, and then Italy won
2: Italy won yeah Italy won four it looked like four penalties. we wanted them to win, yes, yeah,
1: your neck beard is looking healthy <laughs> Do you want to see my, wait, before you leave, you got to see my outfit today. I look like, um, I look like a Star Wars had an abortion. She's giving
2: me Mad Max vibes, too. I I look like, I look like Star Wars had had an abortion. If you guys could see this outfit, yeah, she does have some, like, Luke Skywalker stuff, but I I still have, like, the first Mad Max in my head. I look
1: like Star Fox. Star Fox fucked uh, road wear. Is that your baby? <laughs> Give me your baby. The Dingo That's from ate road my Warrior. baby. Okay, good luck with the dogs and cats. It's cute, right? It's a cute outfit. Thanks.
2: Yeah, if you guys could see <laughs> it, you would love it.
1: Skypunk? Starpunk? Starpunk? Starpunk.
2: Starpunk.
1: There we go. Starpunk. That's
2: actually a great st- you sure. might be creating something, a new trend.
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's just comfortable, and it means I got I to gotta do some handstands today to remind myself that I'm still young. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you just say handstands?
1: Yeah, handstands, cartwheels. <laughs> got it, because i I've wearing pants today. I was wearing, like, a skirt yesterday, so I couldn't. Oh, we should have gotten a, a lighter from Jonathan.
2: Oh, shit, we need fire. Yeah. Because we're starting fires here.
1: Yeah, starting fires. Starting
2: fires. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean it feels it feels it's we're back it feels like it feels like the best kind of therapy oh totally
2: because <laughs> it's weird so we i i have been doing it from like my house and stuff via phone yeah. and it just you know it felt good at the end but it feels to be good in the studio and stuff yeah. like that where there's like you it's always good to do things in person i know yeah. zoom was zoom was
1: weird like it's fine and there's I did meet so many people, and I did get so many opportunities to, I mean, to be part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be through Zoom, and they're actually going to do some of it in person, and they were saying, oh, nice. you could come out, but I'm like, I can't go to Scotland next month. That's crazy.
2: But you have friends now in yes. Scotland. Yes,
1: I do. I have friends all over the UK, and people that I've hung out with, you know, every other week for a year, and we've and they've been really supportive with my writing, and we've been supportive with each other's poetry and all of that and it's funny because i've never met any of them in real life but i feel like i will yeah someday
2: it's weird now how <laughs> i mean i even i used to make fun of people that you know had formed these relationships online and what have you and i'm like but you don't know them uh but since the time of covid you know You you do form my ignorance of saying that uh, is kind of really went away because like you do form these relationships especially if you see them like once a week or what have you for months on end. You do. So I mean it is a form of relationship though you can't touch and smell that person. You know.
1: Do you do you know of anybody that had like Zoom relationships? I can't imagine. I mean I guess it's fine for a long distance relationship, but I mean what do you do? You set up your computer at the desk, at the table, and you have dinner with them. That's so, it just seems so weird, like trying to share your life sure, with yeah. a person who's far away.
2: It's 6.30, time to Zoom, what, honey?
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know. But maybe, I guess you could. And in the future, if, you know, this Delta variant does wipe out everybody and we have to shut things down again, or we all have to live in strange bubbles, that's what it'll be, won't it? That's what I'm like afraid of. Like, everyone's in some strange bubble. No one ever gets to touch each other again. And we're all, like, in spacesuits. We're just walking no. around with regular air. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's... The, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, things don't get too crazy again to the point where we might have to shut down because of this new variant. But I also feel... <laughs> We might have to shut down cuz of some crazy-ass white supremacists. Yeah, cuz they're fucking mad oh, I mean
1: <laughs> um, One of my but be- my one of my buddies, he's a safe guy and he's fine But I didn't realize you could do this. He bought a kit and he built his own um, AR-15.
2: Oh, yeah, you can build your own. Yeah,
1: and I mean as a permit for it and everything yeah. and that's great and um, You know, he did everything legally, but he built it himself and he's like, do you want to shoot it? And um, I think I'd like to. I want to shoot it. Yeah, he said that there's no recoil. He's like, it's crazy, it just shoots like a dream. And I'm like, that's
2: crazy. I actually, some of my other girlfriends and I are going to go to a shooting club. Ooh. Because uh, I've, I've been looking at some shooting clubs here in the city and what have you. And I I don't like guns. But at the time that where we're at, I think practicing And practicing safely is very, very important. Not saying that I'm gonna go out and rush and buy one, but what I'm saying is, you know, you never know. You know, just knowing—it's like learning how to swim. Though you may not have a pool in your backyard, it's better to know how to swim rather than not. Uh,
3: Absolutely. And practice your
2: safe and safety techniques as well. Sure. You know, because Lord knows you don't shoot a gun like you're in Boys in the Hood. Okay. Right sideways. Sideways. Yeah. It, that is not how you shoot it looks pretty you look cool but you look like a fool when you miss your target so no
1: and then you're just pop pop popping off into who knows what but it, no I, I agree with you it's it's important for for it to, to know how to do it because what's your learning curve in the apocalypse you know like when it when the when it comes down it's better to already know what you're doing Rather than have to deal with that learning curve, I'm i wonder if it's a fast learning curve or not. For me, I I can see really I can see well far away, but I can't see close up now because I'm old and getting black going blind. Uh, but just close close up things, but I don't know. I sort of prefer um, archery. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather to bow and arrow. Yeah, I'd rather practice bow and arrow I suck
2: at it I'm terrible I would need serious lessons even my indigenous side can't shoot straight (laughs) when I was at
1: (laughs) when I was at summer camp when I was little um, I always wanted to take canoeing or boating I never wanted to take archery and maybe I should have
2: I took archery in high school the camp that I went to we had archery Uh, when I was a camp counselor we had archery and even at the bar that I worked at in Chicago at the at the second floor uh my boss had uh, a target at bow wow. and arrows so after wow. work we would go not safe we might have been high or drunk but we would be shooting bow and arrows wow out, like in a two bedroom
1: wow that's rad
2: <laughs> and i still sucked so how
1: many <laughs> holes were in the walls
2: oh i have blurry yeah i don't know. yeah i don't know God. all i knew is like wow i am not good at this and a lot of my friends were like yeah, you're not. Yeah,
1: that's funny. I would, I would like to be, I would like to be able to. Um, I don't want to murder squirrels. That's not the right thing to say. <laughs> but during the apocalypse, I wouldn't mind having the ability to capture my own meat. Mu- oh,
2: excuse me. Oh uh, well, yeah. Like learning how to hunt is very, very important. You know, I even want to learn how to fish again because I haven't went fishing since probably I was like a teenager or early twenties. Yeah. and so i'm so obsessed with watching this show naked and afraid i've watched it. oh for naked like, and afraid yeah. yeah i've watched it for since like season one and so like i'm i would could never do that shit. why not uh barefoot i gotta have shoes it's one thing to be naked and plus snakes can't you make
1: you can make shoes you out can of-
2: make shoes but depends on where you are because you know it de- they could drop you off in the Sahara's of Africa, or in the fucking swamps of Louisiana.
1: How many days do you have before they? Or what's the prize?
2: So, so uh, that's the thing. I don't think there's a prize. So, but from what I've read, a lot of people do get endorsement deals and what have you uh, when they're winning and now, or when they win. So the original is like 21 days.
1: 21 days.
2: The one I'm watching this season is. That's called Legends. So it's all the winners of previous um, uh, Naked and Afraid uh, seasons. So it's like twelve of them, and everyone, uh, and they're like in Louisiana, the swamp, and it's for, they're there for sixty days. So that means they're going through a seasonal change. Wow. So they started in the summer, and now it's getting it's fall. It's getting cold, and they're still naked.
1: Okay. They're still naked. They didn't make themselves clothes yet.
2: Well, they uh, well, it's Louisiana. There's not too much. That you can make clothes out of that's a thing it, we're in the swamps
1: and so they built a shelter though right they so built yeah.
2: shelters yeah and plus uh, they did give them i think some uh rawhide okay uh, sorry some hide is that what's called hide yeah yes. yeah that's uh, an I-back to keep side. them a little bit warm but that's it but they don't have shoes so you know they've been stepping so you know stepping near like water moccasins and the gators oh, I, I oh
1: my god
2: yeah but the cool and where's part is the kid? Ca- do
1: they film themselves or is there a camera crew? Oh,
2: it's a camera crew. It's a camera crew. I think it's on discover. So,
1: but if there's a camera crew, the camera crew could help them at any time. They just choose not to,
2: they're not supposed to. I think there's a clause. And plus I would be mad with the camera crew having shoes and clothes on.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. the thing.
2: But at night there's no camera crew. So they have their own camera. So oh. they, vi- they film in night vision and what have you. Um, I think, but you know how TV works its tricks.
1: Yeah, oh ah, my God, I would love to do naked. Are they regular people or are they all, all survivalists? Oh,
2: some, some are regular people. They do have like the challenges for 14 days who are beginners, which is really fun and interesting. But uh, some say they're survivalists. And then even some are like single moms, which is their form of survival. Right, sure. You know, like they've been like the past season. Could you do was, 14 days? Huh?
1: Could you do 14 days? Uh, are you with another person yes so there's you're but cares. that person
2: can tap out meaning like oh, if wow. they can't if they can't handle it you're gonna be by yourself okay yeah um my thing it's the snakes for me dude it's
1: 14 days
2: <laughs> 14 days like, could you do it i don't think i can I really think I'm a pussy. With the, it's, and it's the,
1: it's, it's the snakes. It's the wildlife. But you can eat the snakes. That's the thing yeah, about snakes. I can, yeah. You have to change your mindset. And you have to be like, snakes are good because they're food.
2: It's a phobia for me. It really is a phobia. And especially like it, because the locations they mostly drop you off at are in deserts and jungles. But they, and there has
1: to be a way for you to survive. Like, they know. Yeah. That there's, they know where the food source is. There's water sources. So you're not going to get dysentery. They have to move around
2: a little bit. Yeah.
1: But you don't. Cause it, you have to have fresh water source because you otherwise you'll get dysentery you'll get super super sick
2: right right and so that they give you a map and you know well the great thing is you know this is also a thing that i learned that they, they live near the water source okay but you you need to be cautious to don't live too close because of other wildlife creatures right 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 and what have you but the way they, they hunt, too, especially this season, you know, the tracking of the footprints and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, too, with the seasons changing, so there's less alligator. alligators going, a little bit of hibernation and huh. snakes. So now they're looking for a bigger game. Yeah. So, like, deers. And now they have to worry about bears. Oh, my God. I worry, See, that's enough. Goddamn Right. Bears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not be I would not be okay with the bear situation. I, it's the bears for you. For me, it'd be the bears. Because well, the bears can eat. I've seen the... I've heard the end of Grizzly Man, and it's just so devastating. Uh, he, have you he he heard a bear? Like, ripped it's up scary. By bears. <laughs> but just, the, a bear will murder you. A bear will rip you to shreds, and yes. it's, and they will rip, they will eat you, and, and it'll be bad. It's not a good way to die. No, no, no. no. I would like, never want to get eaten by a bear.
2: It's, yeah, like, I'm thinking about the venom of the snake, but the bear, it's just like one claw, you're gone. Yeah,
1: and they're going to maul. Well, yeah, then he rips you open, and then you're like takes out your guts, and it's a terrible way to die.
2: Yeah. Terrible. That's a, See, that's another reason why I
1: can't. Bears, bears bad. <laughs> but but snakes, I would think of it as a food source, and so they wouldn't scare me as much. If I heard them, I'd be like, ooh, dinner. And and, s- and they'd be easier, I think, Um It'd be easier for me to eat them because a bunny or a cute little thing, a squirrel, I'd be feel so terrible. But a snake, it's like, eh, you just rip off the skin and the, it's just, it's fine.
2: Yeah, but they're so. The thing about what scares me is a lot of them are incognito. I almost said incognito. <laughs> My bad, <laughs> That's incognito. Funny. Uh, along with like you know where where they stay. So like especially like um, certain rattles, oh. they blend in. So you could be like going on a trail and it looks blitly like you and you won't notice it and suddenly
1: there's a huge snake (laughs) nightmare
2: yeah that's another day (laughs) and they're in trees too in the jungle god damn it
1: I I (laughs) mean I would I would I think I could do I honestly think I could do 14 days I think I could you should try. I think I'm tough I think I'm tough enough for it
2: you should do it I could do 14 days in the urban jungle.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the, fir- the first thing I would do is make clothing though. I would make myself like a blankety thing. I would weave something. I mean, there's gotta be some kind of fiber that can be woven.
2: Some people use ferns depending on where they are. Uh, one guy one season brought duct tape, smart. Uh, made shoes and duct tape helped build a lot of things too yeah absolutely Um, and then straw is also a good thing sure but that depends on where you are right so, yeah braided into baskets yeah baskets shoes shoes yeah um, and even um, but it's also for women you gotta be careful too because there's been some horrific episodes of like women getting bit in the inside of the vagina because of certain bug bites. Wow. And cysts and what have you, and medics have had to come. That's another thing, wow. bugs. Wow, wow. Because some of these bugs aren't, you're just, you know, everyday city kind of cockroach. No, these are bugs that will lay eggs and you could actually get like some kind of septic. Ah! Like, like oh yeah, God. like this Bugs. woman was like she had to get a medic because, you know, naked and, you know, everything. It okay. crawled
1: up in her hoo ha and bit her because it wanted to be warm. Terrible. Ah, nightmare. Ah, it's the worst nightmare I can think of. Now, a, why isn't that in a horror movie? I don't a know. millipede crawls into a woman's vagina oh and then bites her and then lays <laughs> eggs. And then she has no idea what's happening.
2: That is a terrible horror movie.
1: It's a horrible, it's a terrible horror movie.
2: That movie would have to be directed by a woman only.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I mean, it's like the vagina dentata, the vagina with teeth. teeth, teeth. Yeah, and then you have it eat the bug. Well, that would be like more of like a claymation kind of thing. I am off the rails today. Um, (laughs) I am. I'm off the rails. So I should tell you, I should tell you about my, um, this is my, I have a, I have a reality TV idea. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, and I've I've said it a couple of times, but I've already I already have it timestamped, so nobody can steal it. It's mine. And if it does exist, it doesn't exist yet. But if it does start existing, I'm gonna be like, eh, someone stole my idea, whatever. But this is my idea. And if you ever hear it from anyone else, I made it up. It's called Women of a Certain Age, and it's ten women over forty, and it's forty men under thirty. That's what you start with. So each woman is like a master in her field. Like there's a baker and there's like an ad lady and there's like, you know, and they're hot, right? But they're really like an improv dancer, dance thing, a comedian, whatever, right? And we start with 40 men and there's like a party or something and they all sort of meet them sort of in a speed dating kind of way and the guys all wanna get drafted on their women's team. So the very first episode, each woman chooses two men to be on her team. So on the first episode, twenty guys are cut. Nice. So they're all gonna try to you know and then they move into the mansion, right? So all the men, all twenty men, have to stay together like in a stable. And the women are paired off and they each have like their a bathroom and they have two big beds in this thing, and when other women get kicked off, they have the room to themselves, isn't that nice? And you can invite your men, you could do kind of Whatever, there's a special suite like the Tyra suite, right? Like where if you win the challenge, you get to bring your men into the suite and there's like a fun little dinner or whatever, right? So the women each choose two men to be on their team and they're like their coach. And when you lose, when the men lose and you lose them, when two men are off your team, you're out, right? So there's 10 women to start with. So the women have great odds. They have a one in 10 odds of winning half of this amazing prize, right? So one woman and one man at the end split this prize. And so each week is like a different challenge. Like the first week we'll say is bread baking, right? And it's just like the I great like British the show. baking show. And so all these, so the women are like, okay, so it's the baking thing. So they get like an afternoon to train them or whatever. And then they go into this co- competition. And sometimes the guys are, well, the guys in the beginning are always paired because she chooses them on the team. And then they have to do whatever the challenge is. And, like, one week the challenge will be contact improv or ballroom dance or something. And one week the challenge will be, you know, something really physical or whatever. Archery. Who knows? So um, the question becomes, how do the women choose their teams? Do they choose guys they're attracted to? That's probably a bad idea. Do they choose guys they're not attracted to? I would go for the gay guys. Like I'd make sure that there's out of the 40 guys, four of them are gay. Absolutely, just for the demographics, right? I would totally because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be attracted to the guys on my team, right? But the other all these hot men are gonna be trying to impress these women. And it'll be really great. It'll make all this drama because who sleeps with their men?
2: Bisexual guys, you I mean? Bisexual guys, great. Yeah. Or would it be just or would it be gay men?
1: They can be gay. I don't okay. care if they have sex with each other in the stables. They can do whatever they want. I mean, and it, the show isn't necessarily about sex, but kind of, because <laughs> that's the thing is you can fuck other people's guys, and then that might mess up their team dynamics, right? And then there's all this weird drama, and then halfway through. Swap teams so the guys that were on your team are no longer on your team and now blah 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 So now you've got like a new team of guys and what if you didn't like those guys? What if those guys you're like something happened or you right. already slept with them and you're like oh fuck or something weird Because of course weird shit's gonna happen is. It's 10 women over 40 40 men under 30 it's, it would be such a fun show, because the women would have all the power. The demographic of people who want to watch it is already built in. This is such an O
2: network. Right? Like, and hot,
1: guys. I would actually watch this. Right? Who would not watch this? And I would love to see dumb under 30 guys learning how to bake, or like doing, at the end, you know, they have or to teach sex stand med. up, right? Some, any
2: Women's, of those
1: kinds of, exactly. Today like, we're
2: going to learn about the woman's vagina just you know yeah well and the, the thing, thing is it would be
1: really funny to have them teach a junior high because you could have a person who's been a teacher and that's her specialty. and she's like all right this week you're going to be teaching sex ed to junior <laughs> high girls and that's hilarious especially yeah. if they're like these kind of hot guys and they're trying to like be appropriate or boys maybe i don't know i don't want to make it gross or whatever but or college age so that it's fair it's like a college class something but have them teach which would be And I just feel like it'd be such a funny show because you'd watch them like try really hard and flounder and then try to impress these women. But then eventually they'd get to know each other and it's like something, there would be a different dynamic.
2: You know what this kind of slightly reminds me of when you're talking about putting them in like the, like, you know, the career or environment that that woman is used to? It gives me a little bit, and you're probably going to hate this, like uh, Flavor of Love or Rock of Love kind of tease. Absolutely. Because they would looking back those shows were really pretty fucked up uh, yeah. but like uh, from rock of love there would be the tour bus challenge so degrading but like he would get the women to see how long uh, see who would race to pack the quickest to get on the tour bus because that's putting that's they're putting these women in a scenario of like the rock star lifestyle right you know because that's what he did or uh, like um the uh what was it the, the uh guitar challenge basically yeah. of like uh, loading up uh, the van with all um, guitars and other instruments and stuff That's kind of right, I know exactly
1: that. well that's the thing is I want to have challenges like that too that are silly but then also I just felt like it'd be a good tie in with other if it was on Netflix to tie in other Netflix shows like the Great British Baking yeah. Show because the then you could get it
2: baking is perfect because it's also you know I think be- because there's also that stereotype that men don't cook and bake and what right. have you yeah. so There's obviously there are going to be some men who are on these teams who don't know a lick about baking or what have you. And then there's going to be a few that will come out and surprise a lot of the viewers and the women of like, oh my God, he's like a master, you know, because you never know what you're going to get kind
1: of. And it would be, I would make them do like blind where they didn't know what they were going to do. And you lift the thing and there's just ingredients and then there's really scant instructions. So they kind of have to figure it out. But I'd make them make like something easy, like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, and then but then you have them blind, and all the women would rank them, but they wouldn't know who's is whose, you know. That's. Smart. And so you'd have the women rank the cookies, and so they'd be, they might even not like the ones from their guys, and it, that would be really funny if.
2: I just thought of a, a challenge. The, yeah. Uh, the supermarket tampon. Max oh my Pat god, challenge. that's
1: so funny. Yeah. <laughs> to make them... no seriously though, well I thought about a chef one like that too, where they have to run through the. They have to run through and do the like the shopping list, or but they have to cook it after. But that's great. The, all the women's things they have to get, <laughs> right. tampons. They've got to get. They've got to find them on whatever aisles. Right. <laughs> Except if they're. That's the thing, though. If the women of a certain age, they might not. Eat, I mean, they might be going through uh, menopause. You would
2: have to get like certain vitamins. Sure, and sure, stuff sure, like sure, that. sure, sure, sure. You know, Centrum for women. Yeah. You know, a
1: supermarket sweep, and they're running around. I just think it it's funny to watch. Uh, young men run around and try to win money.
2: Especially if they're hot and they're, they've are yeah. they built up on their looks and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to see them put in that, like...
1: I want to see some, po- like, a songwriting or a poetry challenge, something about, like, you the know, trying to, Yeah, yeah, trying to woo women. Teaching preschool would be fun, too. Uh, all that's those things are so... That's actually a good one, too. Yeah, make them teach. You need to make this happen, Pam. I think so. I think
2: you would have a I've, bunch of viewers. I've written
1: it down and I've sent it to a buddy who had a show on Netflix. So hopefully he'll ah. talk to his people and um get that networking. Yeah cuz I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. I mean I know people but not in that actually matter. Um <laughs> in the world like no, you know what I mean? Like yes, I
2: do. Hollywood ho- folks.
1: Hollywood folk. I don't know them. I don't know any people in that industry. <laughs> But I feel like this is my dream idea. And that it's, I've, my whole life has been leading up to this because I love reality TV so much. It is, I love that alone show. Now I need to watch Naked and Afraid. I'm gonna start watching that. Naked
2: Afraid Cause still.
1: I'm, I'm, da- I'm down with all that stuff. I, and I love survivalist things. I love, I love watching people suffer.
2: I, I do too. Like, I think to me, Naked and Afraid is like a little bit educational too yeah. Cause it's just like, even if you're going camping, you know certain things that I learned I'm like like sh- there's a lot of people who talk about plants and what to eat right. and watch out for certain types of plants or certain healing types of plants sure. that are in certain uh demographics of uh of like a forest or what have you so that's really fascinating so it's just like oh that's really cool yeah so I can yeah. look out for that you know next time I go camping or something
1: I, I would love to go camping
2: I just got back from camping I
1: can't imagine I mean it would be so fun, like, I, I wanna start a new relationship with a guy who's like, let's go camp, like someone who doesn't know all my stories, you know, who I haven't bored yet, who isn't, like, I just think it'd be so fun to like, I don't know. Things just get to know. We do to Get to know another person who doesn't know me yet, and, and, and I could get to know a person that I don't know yet, and hopefully we could be really into each other, like.
2: Give it time. This is the most that you've been alone before. Oh, correct? yeah, Or I single. Know. This
1: is the longest I've ever been single, yeah. yeah. But this is also the most comfortable I've ever been with being single.
2: See, that's a good thing. See, you're yeah. learning about thyself as well, but also, too, I mean...
1: The last time I had... So I had a, I had a pretty serious relationship with drummer-comedian Aaron Barrett. We were together for a while. And um, and then right... I left him in, like, April, and then I was with Jonathan and Jan, in july and Jan- june of that same year 2013 yeah I that year was um and, so and that's funny and so then jonathan and i have been technically broken up for since covid so uh but you
2: yeah. you guys still have a healthy rapport absolutely yeah but, absolutely and i mean but also too it's healthy to like be single for a while and get stuff together and figure out you know thyself right you know
1: I mean I'm I'm so thankful for my cats if I didn't have my cats psh, I'd be they really they're amazing they absolutely
2: friends with fur
1: or, or necessity well it just makes I'm never I never feel that alone because I act, have little beings that live with me and uh, you know enough books to keep me busy but I I mean I just I like that feeling of like having a crush and thinking that they might like you back and all of that sort of like figuring out if you like each other's stuff. I like that, it's fun. And I I want to do that again.
2: Yeah. It'll happen. It'll
1: happen. Come chase me, I'm a fox.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They are gonna be chasing you tonight, Star Punk.
1: Yeah, Star Punk, that's that's me. (laughs) <laughs> no, nah. we'll see. Hopefully I'll have a... Well, I've been having pretty good sets, though, so I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, things have been good, just with comedy in general. I'm. See, that's I'm, the
2: thing. Things are coming up, roses for you, what it seems like. Or even, we'll say daisies. Sure. You know.
1: Well, I like snapdragons most. Okay, snapdragons. Yeah, because uh, they talk. You push their cheeks, and they're like little puppets. Snapdragons, from, you know those little... They look like little dragons, and you... And you press their cheeks, and then they go and they they talk. They were always my favorite puppet because I mean, flower because they're actually a puppet, nature's puppet. Oh, snapdragons. Snapdragons. No, I yeah. know what they are. Yeah, okay. and they have little beards, and they look like little dragons, and they go pop 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 and you make them talk. Little lions. Yeah,
2: I guess that would be you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got a mouth. They got a little mouth. They got a little <laughs> mouth. That guy, got M-O-U-F, mouth. Mouth. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, hey, everybody listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .SF. This is the AltaCast, but we're in Some Call Me Tim. We're just chilling, hanging, chilling having right a good now. time.
2: I'm going to have to get a lighter.
1: Yeah, well, I, I bet I have one in my bag somewhere. It's because I hung out with Rachel last night, and she <laughs> always steals my lighters. Every really? single time. It's fine. It's fine. But... I mean, just every single time she steals my lighters. She's the, she's, she's the, the lighter. Th- yeah, she's the, she's the lighter. She's a le- notorious lighter thief. But she went to L.A. yesterday for something. I don't know.
2: I am notorious for not carrying fire with me anymore, and I don't know why.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: I don't. Well, I mean, I, I always. If I'm on my bike too, it's just. Yeah, like how are you gonna I,
1: smoke a spliff on your bike? Doesn't <laughs> make sense. I
2: don't. I would run out of air quickly. I'm, yeah. My lungs are ain't that young anymore please. I'm trying not to smoke as much though. Like, um, I've been doing a lot more edibles. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying more of the body high. Um, and then like, I love to cook a lot when I'm on edibles in contrast to smoking when I'm coughing all over the place. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been doing the, I've been doing the cooking. That's, I mean, you, I'm, I i do not know if I'm faith on Facebook. All I post is like, all I post is comedy shows and things I've baked. I'm, I'm so basic. That's a turn on. Is it? I mean, I've tried to woo men with my edible. I need men. I need a man with an edible complex, not an edible complex, but an edible <laughs> complex.
2: You know, and that's the thing. You know, I think I've talked we've talked about the perfect package. And so with you, you're still kind of like the perfect package of not only does she cook and bake ladies and gentlemen but she can make you laugh and come all at once all at once that's funny yeah and so it's it's you know again i don't understand i I really think it's people being intimidated
1: i I, I, i'm gonna have to agree yeah i think i'm an intimidating person but i don't know how to not be intimidating because i just do what i do
2: right and that, it, it's just weird I think just I'm just gonna
1: keep hitting on young guys until one of them bites do it I
2: think that, I think <laughs> a, I think a lot of males still like that docile female you yeah, know the yeah. one that's quiet and won't that's, say much.
1: yeah that's not me no I mean I can be I mean and around certain people I am because I just don't know what to say and I, I don't want to seem stupid and so I just don't say anything at all but that's there's only like a handful of people that make me feel that way so that's fine usually I'm We'll see. It's Everything's going to be fine. My life is great. I have a big comedy show tonight and tomorrow Absolutely. I have a comedy show. And Absolutely. Friday and, and and Saturday. And
2: Mutiny Radio got the...
1: Got the grant, got a grant from the city, which is amazing. And I got an email from the state that says that I'm still... There's still money for the California $5,000 grant. That I mean, it's gone through six rounds, but they said that they've got more money and that there's waitlisting and... So I'm still waiting on that one, so I might I might get another five grand, which would be incredible. Um, and I'm still waiting on this PPP loan that I supposedly finished all the closing signing for, and I haven't gotten. And if both of those things come through, then Mutiny Radio is just like it makes it so easy. Yeah, it just makes it so easy.
2: It's just I'm just very grateful, you know, the fact that we you still have this space even after some, you know the pandemic whereas when you see most places that are gone that were staples
1: right so many businesses shut down yeah and so just so many small like hate street
2: looks like a desert
1: it's like a ghost town well and i mean i was there last night for milk bar he's doing he's doing well but go go support milk bar that's uh eric's cool guy good owner and um yeah, fun place. Totally supportive of comedy. And even tonight, uh, they have an open mic. It's after Pub Quiz. Pub Quiz usually ends about 10, 10, 15. And then Ian Levy and Arjun Banerjee run an open mic. And they pull it from a bucket. So nice. you never know when you're going up, which I actually appreciate because it makes it really fair. It doesn't matter what time you show up because it's from the bucket.
2: Oh, I meant to tell you this. And I'm sorry I didn't tell you this couple of weeks ago mm. but there's also now open mics at speakeasy
1: oh wait right. Spe- where is that because um, Andrea's running a show there it's a Wednesday show she she's runs,
2: tall tall Drea, yes. yeah yeah um, I actually went to one about two weeks ago is it Wednesday.
1: open mic it's a show
2: it's all right it's a show excuse me yeah it's, a show, it's good show, it's show, it's show, it's, it's, My it's Dreya
1: Myers and it's called good good times yeah and at speakeasy uh, where is that uh,
2: speakeasy it's um you go past 3rd Street um, What is it? Is it Oakdale? Um, it's kind of like going toward the industrial part. It's between like a.
1: It's down by the. uh, I know where it is. It's kind of by the ballpark. It's like Hunters
2: Point. Um, it's not as far as the uh ballpark. Um, oh, I gotta.
1: Anyways, I'll look it up. Yeah. But but I know she does a show on Wednesdays there.
2: Yeah, and I, I I had to say I have to say like I was really I'm like wow these com- comedians were really funny. And it's a nice small crowd. It was like maybe about 15, 20 people. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, and so I was I was highly impressed. And so, you know, it is a regular thing. And I was like, all oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I saw
1: her today, I think she has Connor Lonsdale on it. And I knew all the people on it. But I, I also book on Wednesdays, so it's like we have com- competing shows. It's um,
2: It's on Evans, excuse Evans. me. Evans.
1: It's, and it's a 7 o'clock show, I think. Yes. Because... I know Jason Cole is on that in a couple of weeks, and he's doing that show first, and then mine. Well, good for her. Um, it's gee, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to do her show someday, but it would probably be hard to do it's her show my here. Well, I just have so. to. I'd have to get someone to guest host, and then I'd headline my own show. So I'd do her show, jam over here, trust somebody to run it, and then headline my own show. But I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask her if she wants to book me. She usually likes to book me. She's she's good. She's good people. I, I think she's very very funny too she has like six venues now she's killing it oh snap! yeah yeah I know I, I have no idea how she's doing it because I've got four venues and I'm like I can't I'm like
2: but so
1: hard to run four that it really is I can't imagine picking up two more venues it would be it would it would just be insane I would I mean I already don't have a day off so I can't imagine
2: Having working six any hard yeah
1: like what working even harder
2: and then keeping having to keep up with a bunch of people too.
1: Yeah, it's so hard to book that many shows. It is so much like, <laughs> it's the weirdest high class problem I've ever had. Like, Oh, no, I have but, to book so many comedians,
2: but most of the people that you work with, uh, especially like the owners of these establishments. I know, uh, Ociento, they're really dope. Oh, she's and amazing. So, yeah. Debbie is incredible. You know,
1: Like I, I am so grateful. For Asiento and for Debbie. She's been, I've known her. She's been on the corner forever. We've been here together for like eight years or something. She's been there and um, she supported the comedy festival every year. And she supports comedy every Wednesday and she has her the entire pandemic. And I think it's, it's like
2: a. Give, we give business back and forth. Yeah, it's a symbiotic
1: other. relationship that um, she provides. And also, I, it's so important for me. I, I like to feed my comics, and so I really like these shows where I get to, but she's so generous and she gives them all food and drink, and then they get a cut of tips, so. Everyone goes home happy. Yeah. Like, she's making money on the, them, we're making, we're eating, I'm eat, I mean, and just providing food, I think. It's just because I'm like this weird closet mom. I'm just like everyone needs to
2: eat no that's that's actually no that that's being hospitable you know you got to take care of your comics i think so too you know having food and drink is a necessity because you're struggling uh, already
1: well and last night i did i mean i'm not i don't mean to complain but i mean i didn't i had to pay for all my drinks at the show i was on and it was like oh do the comics get nothing um because then it's almost just like an open mic i mean i didn't I, i might get Ven mode. I don't know, but I don't think I get paid. I don't know. I'm not going to complain until I know.
2: Complain but when you find out,
1: well, we'll find out. But if I don't get paid, whatever. Whatever. It was a fun show. I made people laugh. I'm happy to do it. I'm lucky and, you know, grateful to be on other people's stages.
2: Is Piano Fight open? They're
1: opening up next week. Ah. They're coming back. They're coming back. That's exciting, actually.
2: That's good. Um, I, was, I was hoping that they didn't lose, you know, well, like their business.
1: So a lot of. There was a moratorium on rent, but it. Mm-hmm. And I just got an email though about it, just because there was a moratorium and you didn't pay doesn't mean that you don't have to pay. You still you owe. still owe them the money, so I'm not sure how they worked out that deal, but they're still there, and I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, piano fights are really important part of the community. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: You know, especially the fact that you know, we, we we're just mentioning how a lot of these small businesses have like. Gone away, mm-hmm. like uh, we I mentioned hate earlier, and then like even going downtown on Market Street, yeah, like oh my god, it's it's like a, I don't know, it's just really weird and creepy.
1: You know what's the creepiest thing is that Louis Vuitton has had a line around the block for weeks. Even today, when I was coming back from Trader Joe's there's a line around the corner for Louis Vuitton. I'm like, who has the money to spend the $4,000 on the bag? Mm. Oh, and then did you hear at Neiman Marcus the other day, there was a, at six o'clock, um, a group of people with masks <laughs> came in, smashed a bunch of windows and stole expensive bags.
2: That's when they closed too, at six.
1: Right, right at, before closing, they ran in, smash, smash and grab. And grab. And none of the people were caught, and because they were all wearing masks, because everyone wears masks, nobody was. Nobody knows.
2: I, for some reason, I don't feel bad though. My mom works at Neiman Marcus still. <laughs> Neiman
1: Marcus in
3: the city?
2: Oh yeah, and back home in oh, Chicago. Oh. Okay. But uh, she also told me. So you you mentioned Louis Vuitton. She was like, I, every day the Gucci store has a line where that she has. and yeah. she's like, I don't know where these motherfuckers get this, where money. Are they getting the money
1: from. Yeah. I'd, I'd like-, like to know.
2: And I think this is a problem. People's priorities are all effed up. Exactly. You know those people waiting in line ain't got no Louis Vuitton money. Yeah, right. It's a status symbol. It's a status, but it's played out. I mean, I have a Louis Vuitton whatever. I have a Gucci bag. What? I don't care. I don't carry those things all the time. Get some knockoffs. Yeah, right. But paying like four Gs or, I think they were like two thousand. That's still money that you could keep put for savings because lord knows that purse ain't savings for you Mm -mm. you know and it's just like all like you know there's a bunch of broke ass motherfuckers but
1: two thousand dollars that's like what i spent on my whole month in greece you know i just can't imagine spending it on a bag but you know what i'm not gonna yuck their yum if that's their thing and that's how they need to feel good about themselves that's fine if that if their self-esteem rides on a bag or a backpack or a pair of shoes then so be it i i would like for people to have and feel more intrinsic value as a human than as the collection of things that say that they're worthy of Love <laughs> and admiration, <laughs> but that's fine. If they need to do it externally All power to you buddies, right on um, the one thing. I love about Neiman Marcus There's two things one They have one of the most beautiful stained glass ceilings in the city um, If you walk by at the Union Square and look up, it's a ship it's such beautiful stained really? glass. I love it so much. It's so beautiful. Like, it makes me want to cry. And it's a beautiful ship. And it's so cool. The other ones that are super cool are at the Palace Hotel, uh, which is down at 4th and something. I'm and and, and then there's the other ones, the Hibernia Bank. They have a beautiful stained glass. And they're all from around the same time period, like 1911,
2: so 1920. Really? I haven't been. I've only seen the one at Neiman Markups. I mean, Neiman
1: Markups. Yeah. But there, it's just... I have a, I have a thing for stained glass ceilings. I just got a fetish. I mean, it's just a thing. I just fucking Stand love that shit. Stained glass
2: is, is pretty. You don't see that often.
1: And especially not in a church. Uh, I love to see it in a, in a non-church setting. And it's beautiful in a church as well, but I prefer less religious iconography. I like pirates and ships and shit like that. I'm
2: surprised that it's smash and grab. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, I... So, like, like, I said, like I said, my mom works for Neiman Marcus back home in Chicago. And so, like, a lot of my clothes and stuff, like, I have nice things. Sure. And so, the thing that I do like about Neiman Marcus is their food. Oh, I love it. Oh, my the God, restaurant. the rotunda
1: at the top with the popovers.
2: That's an the yeah, the popovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the
1: strawberry butter. And then they bring, back a, like a lime butter. Can we have butter? a lunch
2: and a ladies' lunch sh- and then just we go should. to Neiman Marcus and, like, just be there, hoity-toity. Well,
1: it's. Uh, I would only want to do it if we got it on the glass rotunda, so you're at the front. It's beautiful. Done. But um, they're 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 expensive. They're they're um they crab melt, which is amazing. That's good. Thirty two dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not that bad if you think about it. It's like because you're getting you're getting the service and you and they bring you the consommé. It's so like dressing up, wearing hats, sort of like.
2: It's a nice ladies' luncheon. Like you, and the popovers with the raspberry yeah, butter. Yeah, with the butter, it's so good. And then they have like well, I think there was like a little broth. That's the consommé. The yeah. consommé, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like oh god, I, see. I know. We're gonna do that. I know we're gonna do it. We're gonna do that.
1: Yeah. We're gonna do it. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah. The first in person ultacast <laughs> slash some call me tim in forever therapy session slash talking about for, we did talk a little about religion we were all over the map we're
2: all over the place i think we hit everything just about
1: just about there's
2: always next Men, week
1: yeah there's always next week we'll find out let's find out if anything happens in my love life next week uh hey everybody thanks for joining us and uh what? latoya you're back
3: Jennifer. i'm Yay! back i'm black back.
1: <laughs> getting it done mutiny radio
3: Bye. <laughs>
0: I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Got the mutiny,
2: mutiny radio, got the mutiny, mutiny radio,
0: got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend.
2: Got mutiny, mutiny radio, got mutiny, mutiny radio, got mutiny ra-
0: radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Four ninety nine. Let's watch old and movie on YouTube
4: with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman, and I am Carl, not That's Spiegelman. We're hosts of.
2: I was, was really just cool. leaving the theater. a convertible 1969
0: gold Cadillac with a white material I drove it up here. And I started so, to do started some thinking. Around in, around the just really, really good time. Flat black glass. Just big spliffs and cruising on on the freeway. I am I'm a total fan. Laurie Jesus. voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy, Beas,
2: and Adolescent. And I will cut Blake. the oh,
0: Henry, yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major Ohulahan.
2: She makes some accusations, Henry. I-, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh the
3: dude minds, man.
2: Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness